Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. Real quick, before we go any further, go ahead and smash that subscribe button. That's right. Hit it. Hit it. Hit it. Ooh, you hit it good. Yeah, you did. Wherever you're listening, hit that subscribe button, or maybe it says follow or whatever. Just go ahead and hit that. And then also, don't forget, I'm on YouTube. Go to YouTube and search DeHuff Uncensored. And then again, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Today's a very special show. It is one year ago. That's right. One year ago, I officially started the podcast. It was my first episode one year ago, and this is the anniversary. So we're, we're going to hear from some of you guys and some of the questions you guys had. But I also wanted to get into some top sports news that's going around that I just thought was interesting. So we're going to this is going to be kind of sports heavy. So if you're not into sports, uh, you know, come back next episode. I'll probably do something else. If not, I mean, this is also good water cooler talk for the other people. And you can pretend like you know a bunch about sports and be like, oh, how about that? That Baker Mayfield. <laughs> oh, what a hoot. He sees UFOs, you know. So, yeah, speaking of Baker Mayfield, what's his future look like? Because it is fascinating. This This guy that was just this you know, seemed like he was going to take the NFL by storm and he just has so much energy, has such great personality. He's in all those commercials. Well, now he's just essentially smeared shit on the bottom of Cleveland shoes. They don't give a shit about Baker Mayfield anymore in Cleveland and the Browns. They're just, they're, I listen, there's speculation. Like if, if the Browns cut him, that the Pittsburgh Steelers will be all over it and they'll sign him like immediately. Yeah. But I really don't see the Browns cutting Baker Mayfield. It could happen. It could happen. And to be honest, I think that would be the best thing for Baker. But when's the last time a franchise really had the best interest deep down for the player? They don't really give a shit about the player. They're going to try to profit off it, which I get. So most likely what's going to happen is he either goes to the Panthers, which I kind of doubt. I really don't see that happening. Unless they do a trade for Sam Darnold, because Sam Darnold's their quarterback. I mean, who would you rather have, Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield? I guess that's debatable. Me, personally, I would rather have Baker Mayfield. I was on a soapbox for Baker Mayfield like a month or two ago when the Broncos hadn't made a move on their quarterback situation. And I said, if you can't get Russell Wilson, then a you know, second choice, big gap, would be Baker Mayfield. But then obviously the George Payton just rocked everybody's world and got Russell Wilson to the Broncos. So now I really don't care that much <laughs> like about that situation. I I think Baker Mayfield going back to that, I think he's a good quarterback. He has a lot to give. I think he was in a shit situation in Cleveland. I think the best bet for him is if somehow that he that the Browns trade him to Seattle. I think that would be a great fit for Baker Mayfield. They would need him, so hopefully that's where he ends up going. Otherwise, I really don't see a good spot for him anywhere other than Seattle and maybe the Panthers. Like I said, they got Sam Darnold over in Carolina, and I don't know. I don't know. It's a very. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens to Baker Mayfield. I mean, he was just, he used to be the shit, and now he is shit in the eyes of everybody in Cleveland. So, you know what? This, his downfall is the fact that he saw UFOs. And then ever since that, he's like 
nobody nobody likes him. You can't trust him. He sees UFOs. Fucking weird. It is. It's a conspiracy. Oh my God! It's the government tracking him down. They're like he saw one of our secret planes or our secret meeting with a UFO. So let's tank his career. I see. Listen, guys, I've seen it a million times. <laughs> one thing that you've seen a million times is that was a great segue. All these mock drafts. The NFL draft is coming up, and every time you log in somewhere, whether it's ESPN, NFL.com or just any sort of social media, you see a new mock draft. Somebody has a new fucking mock draft all the time. It's really annoying, and I get why they do it. It's just easy clicks for them, especially when your team's in it. You just want to see where they're at. Who who do they see? And, and what they do, if you notice, they're always changing. They're always changing, and you never keep the same player in the same spot. Why? Because that gets you thinking and talking about that player. If you if you keep the top 3 picks the same, then it's just going to be nobody's going to, you know, nobody really cares about your mock draft. So you notice it's always going to be rotating, always going to be a, a mix of players. But it is interesting cuz the Denver Broncos don't have a first round pick this year. So for the longest time, I can't remember when that we've gone into a draft and, and there's two things going on. One we don't have a first round pick. And then I say we, like I'm part of the organization, but I, they don't have enough first round pick. But also, even if they did, I'm not really stressed about it because the Denver Broncos are looking so good right now on paper going into training camp. That's right around the corner. Ah, oh, man, because the way they're set up right now, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable. I'm happy. I'm excited. Whoever they get, miscellaneous players here and there, I'm sure they're going to be good players. I don't think they're in desperate, too desperate of need of many players. I think they can always improve on the defensive line. They can always improve on the offensive line. few spots here and there, get a linebacker here or there. Ultimately, I'm not that concerned. And that's a big credit to George Payton. I'm excited. Whatever happens in the draft, I trust in George Payton. I'm excited for minicamp and then training camp coming up. It's exciting, and it's a very weird feeling to be at this time of the year in the NFL and being a Broncos fan and just not having that sense of fear going into the NFL draft. Because usually we're just like, fuck they better they better not draft another quarterback or they better draft a quarterback and oh my god i can't oh ew, they better not fuck this up cuz remember last year it's a very odd feeling and i like it i like the feeling that we're in in broncos country heading into the nfl draft it's relaxing it's it's not stressful i like it so thank you george payton you're already calming my nerves i like it now, when you look at the NFL draft, really, I only care about the first few picks. And I guess, like, if I was going to just throw shit at the wall, I guess the Jaguars maybe get Trayvon Walker out of Georgia. Defense alignment. Boom. Now, the interesting thing for me, the one pick that I'm actually cur really curious about is the Detroit Lions. Who are the Detroit Lions going to go after? 
Because in my mind, because right now their quarterback is Jared Goff, and I think he's complete garbage. They, I think that they should go after like Kenny Pickett and get Kenny Pickett as their quarterback. But also, I'm seeing people saying uh, Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan. He's an edge rusher. Maybe they go after him. It'll be interesting to see. I think that draft pick, the number two pick, is very interesting because I see Kenny Pickett end up going to what? Well, who was it? To the the Panthers. We were just talking about the Panthers. I mean. That's that's going to be interesting to me. I don't see the Panthers trading up to number two with the the Lions in, in order to secure that Kenny Pickett, but I don't know. I, I mean, in between the Panthers, you got the Giants, Jets, and then the Texans, and then number two is the Detroit Lions. So I don't see the Texans. Well, maybe the Texans. I don't know. The Jets, the Giants. I mean, really... I, I think it would be a smart move by the Lions to get Kenny Pickett because I just don't see long-term success with Jared Goff. And let's be honest, if you're a Lions fan, shh, you need something. You do need something. So that's that's going to be interesting. So expect the bets to be flying and all that shit because it, it's going to be interesting. Now, speaking of bets, you got Charlie Blackman of the Colorado Rockies moving on to baseball. Maximum Bet has entered into an endorsement agreement. This is via the tweet of Mike Kliss with Rockies Charlie Blackman, the first ever sportsbook deal with active an active MLB player in history. This is the first time this has ever happened. So that's exciting news for players because now they can start making money elsewhere. You're going to see more and more of it. it Charlie Blackman is very uh, marketable. He has that uh, amazing beard. He has an amazing, amazing beard. I like to call it a man bush. His face bush, excuse me, a man bush is, well, you know. But uh, his face bush is just amazing. I mean, you can stick his whole hand in there and disappear. I'm working on my face bush. I mean, it's fairly thick. I do use, my wife bought me a few years ago. I can't, it's like Toby's is, is the brand. And it's this box for beard oil. There's trimmers. There's um, uh, stuff, balm, beard balm, stuff like that. I use it all the time. Oh, it makes my beard feel smooth, yet manly, okay? Uh, but yeah, it just makes me think of Charlie Blackman. He's very marketable on the the Rockies, so good for him. It, it does make me think more and more that you're going to see, see this everywhere. I would... Excuse me. I would like to see more endorsements on. I wouldn't care if, if you if there was endorsements like team endorsements on jerseys. I don't care for. I don't care if that happens. Why not? It especially if that's something that could end up helping the fans as far as lowering ticket prices and lowering cassette concessions, which we talked about the other day. I think there's ways that. You bring in endorsements as far as the team goes as a whole and how that can benefit the fan that goes to the to the games. Because I think that's one thing that we can all agree on. It's expensive to get tickets usually, and it's expensive to partake in food and beverage. Okay. So I think there's ways that they could do that and then come out the the you know looking great. 
Hello, fans of Empower Field. As you enjoy that hot dog, especially you, sir, I saw you down that foot long in one bite. Congratulations. As you enjoy your food today and your beverages here at Empower Field, just remember, this is all brought to you by, you know, it'd be like PTs. It's a strip club down the street. Get your boobies out. PTs. Enjoy, Denver. Something <laughs> like that. All right, we're going to hear from some of you guys here in a second about everybody knows Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton. They're amazing. They are. And everybody knows Total Beverage has an incredible selection of beer, wine, and spirits. Did you know they deliver? They do. And they also have curbside pickup available, and they do online wine education classes. Uh, so stop on by 104th in Thornton or on Sheridan in Westminster and see for yourself. You can also find weekly deals, events, and even drink recipes online at TotalBev.com. That's TotalBev.com. Total Beverage, everything you need and more. This is Chris Fusley, owner of the Blake Street Tavern. Okay, I admit it. Before the Minna McKinnon moved to town, I didn't know a hockey puck from a hamburger. You've never had my wife's cooking, eh? Now? Now I know the plus minus of everybody on the team. And I've checked out all their girlfriends on the internet. Shh. What's that? Shh. Okay? Uh, TMI? Snay on the whole intro web thingy. But you get the point. We love hockey at the Blake Street Tavern. Stop by the corner of Park and Blake and watch the Minna Mac with game sound throughout our 18,000 square feet. It's a Blake Street Tavern where Denver watches sports. All right, so the other day I reached out in regards to the Pondiversary. I kind of had to weed some of these out. Some of them were just really just weird, and I didn't really understand it. And then, so I, I asked, any weird stories or anything that you want me to hit on come for the Pondiversary? And I picked two, two really good ones. This first one comes in from CSU Jake. This is apparently just a weird story that, that Jake wanted to send. He said, I left Polly S. Ethers? Easers? I don't, I'm stupid. Just remember that. And got into a limo with a bachelorette party. Next thing I know, I woke up in a strange house in Lakewood with $50 in fives and in ones in a lambskin condom in my pocket. I had none of these things when I started the evening. How did I earn that money? Well, it's obvious. You were banging a bunch of bachelorette you know, party goers. And listen, they use lambskin for their pleasure, your pleasure. I don't know. Sounds like you had a great time. It also sounds like it's something from a movie that it's going way over my head because that sounds like you had a, a, a fantastic evening, uh, CSU Jake. So, yeah. I never did anything like that. I'm trying to remember. I've never been that drunk where I wake up and I'm like, how the fuck did this get in my pocket? You know, is that, is this a, is this, what is this? This is like a room temperature hot dog. Why is that in my pocket? <laughs> What's in the other pocket? It's just mustard. Not in a packet. It's just mustard in my other pocket. That'd be weird. Good for you, Jake, I guess. Hopefully you have a clean bill of health uh, in regards to uh, that evening. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, Jesse wrote in, Jesse's been a long time listener. Thank you, Jesse. Jesse also was one of the winners of our giveaway when we were giving away t-shirts. So, and he also sent me a, a picture one day of him wearing it. So it looks pretty good. Also, I believe works for the post office. So he's a little twisted, <laughs> little twisted. Bes uh, Jesse writes in, besides your experience as a manager at Chipotle and Quiznos, instant classic podcast, because I've explained those, uh, some of those fun stories from there. 
You are a man of many experiences. I would love to hear more on how radio changed your life in good and bad. And what made you DeHuff so out there? <laughs> it's interesting because I just did an interview for an online magazine that kind of goes into this a little more. And I hadn't really thought about it. And right as I was writing this, Jesse, you sent this in. So it kind of helped spark some of that creativity in remembering a lot of my childhood and how everything, you know, how I developed. And I'll tell you this, it's very interesting. One of the biggest influences had in my life as far as creativity and just being kind of nutty was, well, I'll tell you this. I've told you guys before, my dad died when I was five. And one of the things that happened because of that was for the longest time, I didn't want to talk to people. So when I was a kid, I was going through kindergarten in first grade. I didn't like to talk to people. So on my report cards, and I found one like a few years ago, and it says Scott doesn't talk. And like he can read, he can write. He just doesn't talk to anybody. I didn't want to talk to anybody. But I what I would do is I would talk to myself and I would entertain myself like when I was at home. And there my mom told me a story of like I was entertaining myself. She goes into the living room or the kitchen and she's just like, oh my God, there's somebody in the house. I was changing my voice and being different characters. I probably had like either uh, Ninja Turtles or maybe they were just stuffed animals that I was having a meeting with. <laughs> I don't know if you ever did that when you were a kid. I'd be like, all right, we're all gathered here for the meeting. Okay, uh, you know, Gonzo, you're you're slacking, man. You need to step up your game. Uh, Pooh Bear, Pooh Bear, you are a rock-solid employee. I really appreciate the effort, uh, but I need those TPS reports. Okay, on my desk, end of day. Okay, thanks. But I used to have meetings like with my toys and stuff like that or just playing with them. And my mom freaked out because she would she thought there was an intruder in the house once. And she freaked out. And turns out it was me underneath the table just playing with my toys. So I always would like change my voice and always goof around with that. But I, I did it because I just didn't want to interact with people. I was you know really sad. For a long time, and that's kind of how a lot of that creativity started to to grow. And one of the big influences in my life as a kid, and the, it's funny to look back on, is my brother Chris, who now lives in Australia and has a successful restaurant in Putney, which is, I believe, northwest of Sydney at Gringo's Mexican Cantina. If you go out there great food and i want to go out there so desperately but stupid covid sucks plus it's expensive to go out there but if you're in the area you got to give me a review of the place but anyway so chris was one of my big influences because we hung out together and we're so close in age and with my dad passing away he kind of stepped in as an influence a male influence and one we would uh you know play a lot, but two, he would teach me how to do things, whether it was throw a football, shoot a basket, all those type of things. But I do remember when my mom remarried, my stepdad had bought one of those old VHS camcorders, and my brother and I would go and steal it at night and make videos, like with just stupid, weird videos, but we were just trying to entertain ourselves. And we made we I, there was videos where we did cops, you know, the TV show cops, where we pretend to be, 
either the criminal or or the police officers or whatever. And sometimes we get the neighbor kids involved. And then we go back and watch it and we just laugh our ass off. It, it would be hilarious if we could find those tapes. I don't know if they even exist anymore. But how things started to to mature as far as comedy and being creative, that's really it is really where it started. I mean, I remember just my brother and I just playing or playing and, and just goofing around and it's funny because i got into the restaurant industry because i didn't really know what to do and then when i finally got into radio i'm like oh shit i've kind of already been doing some of this as far as thinking outside of the box and trying to be creative with certain things so i credit a lot of my creativity in, in thinking outside the box and just trying to have a good time is with my brother and plus you know growing up with you know negative things that happen in your life, you have the option. You you can either let it consume you and, and then you're just a completely negative person, which tends to happen to me. There's times where I kind of fall into that, and I think we all do, but there's also the choice of I'd rather smile. So when I do goofy things on a podcast, I would rather talk about fun things and, and laugh and smile and, and try to get you to smile. I would rather that than to sit here and go, let's talk about Johnny Depp <laughs> and his wife. And apparently she cut off his finger. <laughs> now that is kind of funny. But I don't I don't like to be too serious because life is too serious. And that's kind of just where where I've changed is because of that. I've met a lot of great people throughout my life. I was, I'm still talking to one of my former managers when I worked at Subway, Robert. Robert is now in Texas, but he used to live out here. He listens to the podcast. Great guy, great manager. One of the few managers that I liked over at Subway. <laughs> Actually, probably the only one I liked over at Subway. He's a good guy. Sorry if you're another manager I worked with at Subway, but Robert was just good. He's just good. Robert Brown. Did a good job. A lot of uh, negativity in my life has, I just try to spin it into the positive. And that's why I like to be creative. So yeah, uh, Jesse, I just, out of essentially loneliness, that's where my silly voices, and it's not like I do amazing uh, impressions, except for Connery. And he likes to bang. I kind of do the Matthew McConaughey and be like, hey, listen here, Turbo. We're going to go interstellar, okay? The world is vast. I can, I, I can get it for like a second, but then I kind of go into George W. Bush. That's right. Nuclear war. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but whatever. So, yeah, I don't, I'd rather laugh, man. That's just me. Life is very fucking depressing. And like you go around people and they're just like, well, I got an infected toenail again. <laughs> like, oh, well, that's great. Good for you. <laughs> Don't care. But yeah, so I, radio changed my life because it, it was, you know, one of those, it was a creative outlet. I finally was able to do things that I enjoyed doing. And uh, one of those things that, I, I like to do is just I can sit there and edit audio and 
and do promos and stuff like I love doing stuff like that. But I also love doing podcasts and just sh- looking at weird stories and talking about weird shit with you guys. Like the like uh, like you look at my timeline or or the I guess you could call it the timeline of the different podcast topics that we hit on on this. And it's very just like, huh, what the fuck? <laughs> like Skinwalker Ranch. And the next one's talking about like the Broncos and, and whatever. Uh, and then talking about the Demon House and the Cox Length. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> I, I talk about what I want to talk about because it's interesting to me. And I think there's so much that we can all learn. Uh, but ultimately, I think if we can all smile today, that's a good thing. If you can sit there and go, that lady's a cunt, but I'm going to smile anyway. <laughs> you don't have to tell that to her face, but you can at least say it in your head. Okay, this is a trick for you. If somebody's being a dick, in your mind, do not speak it out loud. Call that person a cunt. Okay, it's going to make you feel good. <laughs> and you're going to smile. Be like, that person is a cunt. You know what, Scott? You're right. Thank you, Duff. Thank you. <laughs> it's called cunt therapy. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, there you go. I'm going to write a book about it. It's called cunt therapy. And it's going to be me wearing like these reader glasses with a pipe. And then I'm going to be wearing a, a turtleneck, okay, in a dark room, okay? And I'm just gonna, and my head's gonna be tilted to the side, and it's gonna say, "Cunt therapy." People are cunts. That's basically it. <laughs> there you go. Nine ninety five. There you go. Check it out at, at Amazon and at what are, what are the other bookstores? I don't know. Anyway, so I hope that they answered your question, Jesse. I haven't really discussed some of those things, but it there's a lot, and really, to be honest, there's so many people I've run into and I've learned from. And enjoy like 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 I love talking with Mark Schlereth because he's a good influence on me as well. I told you the other day Scott Hastings, but Schlereth as well. I mean, for somebody as popular as he has uh, has been and how much he's accomplished, and I see him off to the side and how much he grinds and how much he still is trying to achieve success. When somebody like me, if I had like an ounce of what he's achieved, I'd be like, dude. I've achieved a lot type of thing. And I see him and just like he does it. I don't see him stopping anytime soon. And there's a lot of guys like that. And I, and, and I sometimes take a step back and look at some of these people I've met in the radio industry and even in the restaurant industry too. Just some of the people that I'm like, dang, that is a, that person is a hard worker. But then I've also seen some, I've, I try to learn from the shitty people too. Uh, that's something you can, you know, do as well. Learn from other people's mistakes, learn from other people's achievements. It's not just you. It's don't focus on one thing, but try to focus on or or look at everything and, and you can learn a lot. And that's what I try to do. I'm constantly trying to learn, trying to observe different things that are funny or entertaining to me and, and things that are interesting to me and just, trying to dive deep into that. I truly appreciate each and every one of you guys. This, The fact that I'm a year into this 
and I don't see it slowing down is a credit to you guys. And I, I love you guys. And I'm trying not to get emotional. God damn it. <laughs> God. Uh, I still talk to a lot of the people that I used to work with. Just got off the phone this morning with my former boss, Raj, and as we're talking shop, giving him some ideas uh, to try to achieve. I need to send him a bill, <laughs> like for consulting. Uh, but I was, you know, trying to help him out on some things. And it, I have a good relationship with just about everybody over there and, and other people I've worked with. So I'm happy that I made the move. Has it been easy? No. It hasn't. Will it get better? Yes, it will. And with you guys by my side uh, and my family, of course, my wife and my kids and, and my neighbors. God, I have amazing neighbors, Rob, Jeff and Beth, just all amazing. And, and Scott, there's Scott up the street. I don't want to forget Scott. He listens to God. He'd probably punch me right in the face if I forgot him. But so many people have been here by my side, including you guys. And I truly appreciate it. Can't do anything without you. But ultimately, my wife has been the biggest support, and I truly appreciate her and love her. And I need to wrap this up because she has to start a meeting, and my daughter just came home sick. <laughs> and she is going to kick me right in the nuts, I swear to God. My daughter threw a football uh, at my nuts yesterday, and it hurt so bad. <laughs> it did. I almost, I almost threw up. Actually, it felt like I had a crap. Then I felt like I had to throw up. It was a really weird feeling. <laughs> anyway, that took a weird turn. But anyway, I love you guys. I truly appreciate each and every one of you guys that take the time to listen. And if you ever want to interact just to say hi or you want to vent about anything, it doesn't have to be something that gets said over the air. I don't mind. I'll, I'll chit-chat with you. I'll give you my two cents. But if you want to be part of the show, please do so to huffuncensored at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for subscribing to the podcast. If you haven't done it, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and then share it with your friends if you're able to. Uh, thank you so much. Very big thanks to Blake Street Tavern, 23rd and Blake in downtown Denver. Go check them out. Amazing food, amazing atmosphere. I went over there the other day. It was just fantastic. And also go to Total Beverage. Go to TotalBev.com and see all the stuff that they can supply for your, your parties, your gatherings, all that stuff. TotalBev.com. It's the Huff Uncensored, the anniversary. Let's go on to year number two. Let's do this thing. I'll talk to you guys next time. Let's keep moving forward. <laughs>